1: ny or text hope ny in new york
0: to see the hang-ups we have today Ooh. we need to
1: to episode 197 of the Source to Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointment appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Happy to be joined once again by KSR's own Zach Gagan live from the 2022 Nike Peach Jam in North Augusta. Zach thank you for coming on once again with me.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I always love me a good source to say appearance. Episode 197, do you have any plans for the 200th episode? I think that you may be a
1: part of that 200th episode. I'm not oh. sure what the how the timing will work out with us here in Peach Jam or uh, checking in when you get back home and, and all that, but uh, it, the timing may work out, so if, if that's if that's the way it works out, then I'd definitely love to throw a little episode 200 uh, celebration, but it, yeah, it's been a good run. We, we're looking forward to plenty, plenty more fun content uh, as the week's Months and years continue to progress.
2: Yeah, no. So I'll be out of here on Thursday. So I guess we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. I'm actually out of here tomorrow morning early, so it'll just be Jack the rest of the week. Uh, But I'll probably still be popping on for some podcasts uh, if he doesn't between now and episode 200, obviously. And uh, let's. We should do something fun for two hundred. I think you know. I don't. Maybe uh, I. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But we'll we we'll need to rack our brains for that one. And we'll, see if we can't get a special guest. Maybe we'll we'll come. You think Calipari will come on? Uh, odds are slim to none, but it's worth a shot anyway.
1: Um, Zach, we are down here in North Augusta. Plenty of fun. Plenty of action. Uh, you've been here two days so far. I just got in my first day yesterday, and I'm here the rest of the week. Uh, just kind of let's get off uh j- just off the top of the the show who are some of the standouts that you've seen who have you liked so far and uh, this is your first peach jam experience just mm-hmm. what what has this
2: been like for you seeing all the the craziness and, and hecticness well i've been to plenty of eybl events uh with you as you know over the last uh, couple of years but yes this is my first peach jam uh very impressed i'll be honest with you i love the venue that they have it at it's this big massive uh uh, sports complex thing that they have right across the border there in, uh, I guess it's technically in North Augusta. We are in Augusta itself, which is in Georgia and they're in North Augusta, South Carolina. Uh, but it's got six gyms, uh, like a big track that goes around the top of it. So you can kind of walk around and, and literally watch all four games, just kind of, or four games at a time as you're walking around this big track. So big fan of, uh, the event itself. We've seen, uh, most of Kentucky's uh, top targets. Uh, a lot of the Nike guys that are obviously on this EYBL event, uh, Well, I'm sure we'll talk about all of them. Rob Dillingham, Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, you know, the usual suspects. And we've got some 24 kids as well that we're going to chit-chat about. Um, Where do you want to start? Well, I think we're going to start
1: in a way that doesn't involve any Nike kids at all, oddly enough. We're going to start with Ugana Kingsley because uh, he is the reason why... Two Kentucky coaches are not in attendance to start the live period. It's a a very interesting turn of events, something that we've talked about on this show. Uh, You guys uh, have have known about it, uh, about the possibility of Uganda Kingsley becoming a Kentucky Wildcat, where things stand there. Uh, However, he originally had a, an official visit scheduled for July 25th through the 27th. They wanted to get him on campus the first day after the end of the dead period, uh, which lasts uh, through July 24th. They wanted to get him in as soon as possible, uh, see if they could close a deal on him, and and see how things play out from there in terms of a potential reclassification of 2022. A bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes with that one. Uh, and then uh, they decided to push that visit up even more so to start the live period right now uh, that uh, Uganda just arrived on campus july 20th at noon as uh, the start of the live period and there's an ncaa not necessarily a loophole but kind of a a sacrifice i guess if you will that the ncaa has said yes it's during a dead period and you're typically not allowed to host visitors during a dead period obviously uh but if you choose to sacrifice time on the recruiting trail, that valuable, valuable, valuable in-person uh, evaluation time for a visitor on campus, then that's that's your call. You're, you're very much allowed to do that. So uh, basically what they're saying is if you choose to host a visitor, you have to withhold those coaches that are hosting the visit from the recruiting trail. You can't overlap, can't do any of that stuff. Uh, so John Calipari decided to stay back in lexington with orlando antigua the two of them are going head head to head with Uganda kingsley hoping to close on him and see what a potential reclassification would look like see if they could get him on campus uh, as soon as possible enrolled and maybe even get him uh, in a uk jersey in time for this bahamas trip the second week of august so uh, zach just what are your thoughts on the possibility of not only adding Uganda kingsley uh, in the class of 2023 but the possibility of him also reclassifying to 2022 and what that would mean for this upcoming team?
2: Uh, well, I'm all in on that idea. Um, I, I love the idea of bringing him in if it's possible and they can make it work to have him, you know, get here early and, and make the Bahamas trip. You know, obviously playing alongside Oscar Sheepway or against him every day in practice will make both of them better because Kingsley is arguably the, the top shot blocker in all of high school basketball right now. He's a, a solid six foot eleven, I think, maybe even like tipping close to the seven foot mark so he's a great guy to you know go up and practice against uh, uh oscar and he'll provide a little bit of depth if they decide uh maybe not to redshirt him um i you know, with with guys like him you know who's to say who's to th- who really thinks that he would stay all four years at any college he would pick uh so maybe a redshirt wouldn't even be you know a, they won't even need to do that you know if you have any uh you know injuries or god forbid something like that happens you can throw that guy in throw him for five or ten minutes maybe a couple games i would expect if he does reclass and and comes to uk early i would expect him honestly to play spare minutes kind of early on in the season just to see what he actually is and uh, maybe kind of what we saw from damian collins this last year where he kind of played minutes early on and then as the sec started uh he was clearly you know not up to that level of talent so uh, I think it's it's great from that aspect Um, it might have some implications on what will happen with Aaron Bradshaw uh, which we can talk about uh, in a second here but overall I love the idea of bringing him in early and if they can make it happen and make the credits work then I think that's that's a very smart move from Kentucky
1: yeah and I think that's the plan on Kentucky's end is to bring him in and use him entirely as a you know ideally uh I don't even necessarily if they need to reclass or to, to redshirt him. The I think that's more so just the idea behind what the expectation should be for him. I wouldn't expect to see a whole lot of... Uganda Kingsley this year. They want to make sure that Lance Ware gets enough, uh, you know, playing time, gets what he deserves, those spot minutes behind Oscar Sheboy. Obviously, he's going to get the bulk of those minutes. And look, Uganda is not a guy that is looking to come in and play 25, 30 minutes right away. He knows he's been on record several times, even just with us, uh, that he knows he's behind offensively. He knows he's working on his jump shot. He knows he's a truly, truly elite defensive talent. And I think if you do need him for whatever reason in year one, uh, that's what his impact. Would be he'd be entirely a a defensive standout who's going to block shots. He's going to uh you know just kind of alter shots. Be that Willie collie Stein type defender, uh, but you know really just kind of be limited to to a rim running alley oop catching. You know really raw uh, in the low post and, and kind of navigating out of that. Working as a jump shooter, I like his form. There's a lot to work with there, but uh there's he's just clearly a raw talent on the offensive end of the floor, and and they really don't they want to just take him along slowly. Uh, let Oscar get the minutes that he deserves. Let Lance Ware get the minutes that he deserves. However, you want to throw Damian Collins in if he's at the four or the five. Um, there is plenty of pieces to go around, but I think the biggest aspect of all of this is that you now have a true uh, five-star center, elite shot blocker behind uh, behind Oscar Sheboy who could really uh, you know kind of battle with him d- down low and and you know kind of. Iron sharpens iron, help both of them get better uh, with an elite defensive standout in Uganda and kind of that kind of hulking uh, big man in Oscar Shiboy and kind of dominating the low post the, the way he does. Uh, I think it's a great fit for Kentucky and, and would really uh, benefit. Nothing is set in stone. Uh, he still technically has a visit scheduled to uh, Oklahoma this weekend after his trip to Kentucky. I still... I I wouldn't hold out hope that that visit actually happens. I think that's something that he as as of today, as of one nineteen uh, p.m. on on. Wednesday. The plan is still to make that trip to Oklahoma, but I think Kentucky is trying to get this thing wrapped up and put a bow on it and and really not even have to deal with uh, him seeing any other schools. So uh, that's kind of what I would anticipate very loosely and uh, see a a decision coming very much sooner rather than later. So uh, keep your eyes peeled about Uganda Kingsley. That's definitely one that Kentucky fans should uh, watch very, very closely. Uh, And I think we'll, we'll take this, as you said, Zach with Aaron Bradshaw There's a lot of talk with him He is a guy that, uh, that he was on commitment watch He told us at uh, at The MBPA Top 100 camp In, in Orlando That he had just, his, his mind was made up He was ready to commit uh, And he was going to commit before Peach Jam Well, here we are in North Augusta Zach, and a commitment has not been made What uh, are you hearing about Aaron Bradshaw And what are your thoughts on uh, The possibility of Kentucky adding uh, The big fella out of New Jersey
2: well, I think we could both agree that Kentucky would still love to add Aaron Bradshaw, uh, but the timeline of the last couple weeks has kind of, with Kingsley's uh, potential, you know, of coming to Kentucky and Bradshaw pushing back his decision, uh, the timeline on that kind of links up in a way that you can't really ignore, uh, so it definitely feels like uh, Bradshaw is definitely reconsidering his uh, situation, as I think his mother has kind of come out and said Um so it'll be interesting to see if the G League, who has kind of always been the the uh, I guess the the wild card in this situation between Kentucky and Louisville, who are his top two schools, uh, if they can really if they really decide to go all in, you know, it, and if you're in Aaron's situation, you look at Kentucky and you see well they're adding, if they do add Kingsley and bring him in as a reclass, uh, and then obviously you know you don't expect him to leave next year. Um so you have him and then, you know, people love to talk about the possibility of another year with Oscar, you know, if, if he's looking at that, you know, where where would he kind of fit into that? And then you still have guys like Lance Ware and Damian Collins and really the front court is kind of if they add Kingsley, whether he reclasses or not and stays in twenty three, will still kind of be in great shape going forward. Um in terms of, you know, who would be the most productive player from the jump, I would probably say Aaron Bradshaw but if you're gonna get Kingsley a year early and bring him on and develop him who knows you know what he could be at by the time he actually does play the next year or whenever he can actually see the floor so um if I'm in Aaron's position I think it makes sense to reconsider the options I he's still a five-star talent and I'm sure Kentucky will be there today to watch him and we'll make sure to uh you know let everyone know if that is the case and um but I think, like I said, if the G League comes around, I think it would be smart for him just to you know, look at the options. And if any Kingsley news breaks in the next seven days or 14 or whatever it ends up being, um, I think that's when we'll probably figure out what happens with Aaron. Yeah, and
1: I think Kentucky would like to have both
2: of them uh, in a
1: very uh, ideal world. He'd like to get both of them, assuming Oscar Sheboy does leave. But I think that's kind of something that UK has to – I mean, look, this is a kid that's going to make upwards of – I've heard numbers as, as high as $5 million this next year Kentucky. Kentucky obviously the goal right now is for him to become a lottery pick step out of the three-point line and knock down three-pointers that's the goal and if, that, and if that's the case I have no, I thought you know I talked to some NBA Scouts at these various events who said you know they they would have taken a shot at him at the very end of the first round a contender bringing him in to be a you know 15 20 minute per game type of guy who's gonna give you eight and eight off the bench like there's so much value with those type of talents in the NBA uh, and I think that there were some contenders that were that were you know seriously considering that at the into the first round but Oscar has you know lottery dreams and he wants to show that he's more than just a, a you know occasional 15 foot jump shooter and and you know More specifically, just dominating the low post and and uh, you know dunking on people's heads and doing that you know kind of being that high energy type of guy uh, you know just just a rebounder. He wants to prove he's more than a rebounder uh, and and potentially work his way up the lottery. So uh, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Can Kentucky figure out a way to get him? How does that uh, you know how do they navigate that process? Do you take Aaron Bradshaw's commitment now and risk uh, the G League swooping in in the spring and taking his? You know, signature and and uh, you know, making him one of their premier prospects going into their uh, you know their class. Uh, There's just a lot of moving parts with Aaron Bradshaw, uh, especially with Kingsley, especially with you know the Oscar dynamic where things stand with that, and and uh, you know, it's just something that Kentucky is keeping in mind, and and I think they are both in a holding pattern right now where. Things moved really, really fast. Aaron kind of fell in love with the school, said, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's get this thing done. I picked Kentucky. Uh, And I think his mom, who wasn't able to be there on that first visit, kind of took a step back and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is the rush? There really is no reason to commit commit right now. You can't even sign with a college until November. You know, what's what's the rush for Peach Jam? What's the rush to get this thing over with right now? Uh, So I think she kind of put a pause on things. Kentucky would still like to close on them. They'd still like to get him locked up and pair him with uh, Uganda Kingsley and say, you know what, we'll play this thing out how it, how it needs to. And, and, you know, go from there. They are big fans of both players and, and are working to close on both players. So, uh, we'll we'll see how things unfold, but it's definitely a holding pattern. Uh, I you know heard some stuff yesterday that may lead me to believe that the G League uh, is kind of presenting a case to be a very legitimate option for uh, Aaron Bradshaw, and and if that's the case, then you know I don't think Kentucky w- would accept his commitment at all and risk another shade and sharp type of situation, a guy that uh, you know kind of holds holds you hostage for a, a little while and then kind of breaks your heart at the end of the at the end of the day. That's not something that. They They want to And that's something To keep in mind With Uganda Kingsley They would not add him As a reclass If they thought that Another Shaden Sharp Situation would happen Where he'd leave Next spring He's way too raw For that He's not a top 10 Talent right now So uh, you know Just kind of don't don't look at the Uganda case and think that just because he may be a sit you know sit out this year in red shirt or you know not technically red shirt but but play sparingly or not play at all uh, that's not the case he is on a two plus year plan at kentucky to really develop and and uh, you know kind of become that uh, down the road so I, I would not be worried about
2: that one but there is something to be said about the bradshaw the bradshaw situation well before we touch on, just going back to oscar you know with you know, his potential in the NBA draft. If he really does want to start shooting threes and he takes two a game and let's say he hits 35%, he will leave and he will go to the NBA draft because teams would take him. And like you said, it, it, he could have gone this year. Um, but if he genuinely does get that uh, three point shot, he, he would leave. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't think anyone would blame him. Uh, but back to Bradshaw for a second year. You're, you're absolutely like Kentucky doesn't want another shade and sharp situation. And I think they'll avoid that at all costs. Um, and I would, I don't see a situation where Bradshaw commits to Kentucky and then decommits and goes to the G League. He's either going to pick one or the other, and mm-hmm. that's going to be where he sticks. Because uh, Kentucky just doesn't want to deal with anything like that. And even the optics, the optics of it wouldn't look great, even though you know, kind of in the actual context, it wouldn't be a huge deal. Because let's say they get Kingsley, and then you know maybe Oscar comes back. Then losing Bradshaw to the G League is kind of just it is what it is type thing, and we'll all move past it. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things to consider on Kentucky's and in, in, on Kentucky's end in that regard. So, but yeah, So uh, on that note, you know
1: he is Aaron Bradshaw is one of uh, three players that Rob Dillingham uh, said by name about a dream team that he would like to form in Lexington. Uh, so we got to keep that in mind. It was a really funny story that we'll uh, share from from here live in Peach Jam. Uh, so he is, you know, his game ends. He just puts up 29 points on, fi- I think, 50% shooting. You know, had a really impressive performance all-around game. Um, so he plays really well. He gets off the floor, and uh, he is not one to talk to the media very often. He's trying, you know, he he tries to stay tight-lipped and uh, stay out of the spotlight in that regard. He, he's definitely not a, a media guy, uh, at least in terms of interviews and, and, and that, those sorts of things. So I was trying to chase him down and figure out a way to to talk to him I get up to him I'm like hey man I just uh, you got a couple quotes in you about kin- your commitment to Kentucky and he goes uh man I'm really not supposed to be doing interviews they they specifically asked me not to and I was like man just you know we haven't gotten the chance to talk to you since uh since your commitment to Kentucky and I think Kentucky fans are excited to hear uh about why that is and he was like uh, all right sounds good uh just walk with me so we're walking down the ramp out of the exit of the building and you know I have my phone up to my face. Felt like Alan Cutler chasing Billy Gillespie. It was hilarious uh, going down that ramp. So, what are your thoughts on, on Kentucky? Why Kentucky? Why did you commit there? Who would you like to join you? And, and you know he's uh, you know walking down the steps, and and you could hear him breathing in the 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 mic. Uh, like he's getting a mini cardio, and it was hilarious. So um, that was that part was funny. We got a chance to talk to Rob. Glad we got the chance to um, talk to him. But the big quote that he gave was that he wants to form a dream team at Kentucky uh, with DJ Wagner. With Aaron Bradshaw and with Justin Edwards, Um, so I I like that quote. And he also added uh, a a few others that he would like to join him as well. Didn't give names on that one, but uh, clearly looking to form a dream team. Said over and over again in the interview that he has title hopes. That that's all he cares about once he gets to Kentucky. uh, Forming a team that's capable of making a run uh, and going uh, going to Lexington and and, in doing that that's that's kind of what he wants to put uh his money where his mouth is and really uh prove that this team can get back to that that title realm um but i thought it was interesting that aaron bradshaw was an Amy brought up he wants to play with dj wagner and there's a lot of talk you know can those two play together can they coexist uh and he wants to play with justin edwards who has a very important commitment coming up on monday so uh, zach what did you think about those comments and we'll transition that into uh obviously the uh justin edwards news
2: well, we don't get to talk to Rob much, but whenever we do, he really is a great he's a genuinely great kid to interview and he seems, you know, down to earth and he's he seems very real. What what you're kind of getting in your interviews is maybe probably what you're going to get in real life uh from him and on the court, obviously he's he had a, a really good game yesterday uh like you said, he loves – or he, he's talked about the idea of playing alongside DJ. Uh, we've talked before about how Rob plays well alongside another point guard in Aiden Holloway. Uh, obviously different skill sets between him and uh, Holloway and DJ and kind of how would, you know, those two work with Rob and, and whatnot. But um, you, you see the potential with him being able to coexist with another, you know, star guard in the backcourt back court at Kentucky. Um, you know, I think he he still sh- he shot fifty percent from the field yesterday, uh, but I do believe he went zero for seven from three. Uh, some of the shooting, just not even for Kentucky guys, just the shooting in general this week hasn't been great. Um, I just think a lot of the being in the AAU setting hasn't you know done well for a lot of guys shooting statistics because they're not they're generally not great shots. Uh, but when you get games from Rob where he's scoring twenty eight points and they're all coming at the rim, that's when you kind of you can see a vision. And you're like, all right, even if the shot's not falling, there he actually can kind of. Uh, show something else so that was that was nice to see because uh, the first couple games when the shot wasn't falling he wasn't doing much else uh, so it was really good to see him uh kind of kick it into gear yesterday and then uh give us some give us some nice comments about it and uh you know he's, he's his defense is kind of something that I've has stuck out to me a little bit too he just he's really good at shifting his feet Rob with the uh shifts his feet you know he lives up to that name there uh it'd be. Once he can, you know, kind of put everything together for a full 40 minutes, that's when you're really going to unlock the, the, the national ch- championship hopes that he's kind of talking about. And, and you know I don't want to you know paint this t- picture to be
1: this beautiful stunning you know rainbow everybody should you know assume that everything is all well and good and dandy with with Rob and it's just the best thing because I, I will admit he really struggled on Sunday to the op- open the event it got a lot of uh chatter going in the gyms at, here in North Augusta uh, about you know is he, he mentally checked out that was kind of the narrative that he just mentally was not there uh, you know on high school basketball's biggest stage grass Roots basketball's biggest stage. He was mentally checked out, and uh, that was something that. Admittedly uh, caused kind of a Stir and people were a little Concerned and you know people that are trying to decide These the latest rankings and where to rank Kids and uh, you know just how good Are these kids going to be in college and all that uh, There were some thinking you know why Is this kid choosing this Platform this space uh, You know kind of this national spotlight to Struggle and you know kind of mentally Check himself out of this uh, this game So uh, that was something that kind of Caught some attention in a not so positive Way uh, to open the the event and you know it's worth talking about it's it's something we need to address however I will say him following up a, a few very poor performances to open the event, not shooting well, bad shot selection, you know, just kind of a poor decision maker. Uh, I really, really struggled the first two days, and he follows up with a 29 point performance where he looked exceptional. Uh, if you haven't gotten to watch the film on that, but you know, definitely watch that one. Try to ignore the first two days, uh, but that, that Wednesday or the Tuesday night film—that's definitely what uh, would definitely tickle your fancy a little bit more. But I'm glad to see him turn that around though was something he desperately needed uh, after a poor start to uh, the event uh, before we transition into uh, the news about Justin Edwards and his upcoming commitment uh, have another conversation that we have to have about our next pro uh, our next partner athletic greens. Uh, Athletic Greens is a product I use absolutely every day. I sort of talk, sort of taking AG1 because I had ramped up my daily workouts and eating a cleaner diet, and Athletic Greens was the perfect complement to my efforts in getting healthy. The thing is, I didn't want a chalky, nasty, nasty, bitter supplement that tasted like grass clippings. I wanted something that I genuinely enjoyed with a mild tropical taste. It's a drink I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat uh, keto Paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. It costs you less than $3 a day, uh, and you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than than your uh, cold brew habit that you have developed, Uh, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes and medical professionals. It is the stuff. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your your overall health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pilgrim. That's P-I-L-G-R-I-M. That's Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash pilgrim to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Uh, Zach, let's get back to business. Justin Edwards. Is set to announce his college decision here on Tuesday or on this upcoming Monday, immediately following Peach Jam. This is news that, uh, admittedly, KSR has been all over. We've we've been on top of things. Uh, in his recruitment it's been a battle between Kentucky and Tennessee over the last several months we've talked on this show extensively about Kentucky ramping things up since April how they have reemerged as a very likely landing spot uh led by John Calipari with that direct contact making him feel like a top priority for this class and um Things are looking up for the Kentucky Wildcats. We put in two crystal ball pit or our, our recruiting prediction machine uh, with on three. We put in two Kentucky picks, the first two out there, uh, in favor of the Wildcats. And a visit, a commitment is now scheduled for Monday, Zach. Um, could be very big news coming for the
2: Kentucky Wildcats here in the coming days. Yeah, I think since uh, you first put in the initial UK pick, there are now nine total picks across on three twenty-four-seven arrivals, all in favor of Kentucky. Uh, a lot of those, some of the big-name analysts. So, you know, things aren't never or things are never a done deal in recruiting. Uh, but with you know five or four days or whatever it is until he uh, makes his announcement, Kentucky is definitely in terrific shape here, and uh, Calipari should be almost solely credited with the kind of the turnaround here that's happened over the last couple months, and that was. Uh, when I asked Justin about kind of his making the decision and why, then he he pointed he immediately pointed to Calipari taking over as the reason why things have. Not, he didn't necessarily say that that's why they've shifted, but he said that it was a big deal to him that Calipari had taken over, and um, you know he said he made up his decision, he was ready to go, um, and with all signs kind of pointing towards that direction, it looks like Kentucky's about to land a major major guy, a, a great. Quality wing player who's got tons of NBA potential. Um, he's a tad inconsistent right now uh, and kind of has been uh, over the last couple of years, but he's definitely improving in, in almost every area. Of the shooting still needs to get there, but he's, I would say, almost definitively the best uh, on ball wing defender. Uh, in in all of high school probably right now Um, I can't talk too much about the 25 kids but I can say that Justin Edwards is always all over the court uh, especially at Peach Jam when his shot's not falling or he's not playing up to his standards that he believes he can still make impacts just because his he's so long and he's so active that he's going to find ways to make an impact on the game Uh, and he usually does even on a team uh, the, the team final that's not loaded with talent uh to be fair uh they had he has one four-star teammate he has no other teammates in the top 50 you know he's playing a team yesterday in the uh, new heights lightning that has you know uh two two four or five stars from the 23 class another couple four or five stars from the 24 class so he has he's expected to do a lot and um that's where you see some you know maybe some forced shots of having to do things that he's not Uh, maybe capable of right now but won't have to necessarily do those things at Kentucky but he's absolutely a guy you want to get six foot seven 200 pounds whatever he is Uh, he'll need to bulk up a little bit but there's a lot to like in Justin Edwards and a lot of potential there and uh, the game I saw him play on Monday was arguably the best game I've ever seen him play Uh, that was the vision with him where you saw a potential NBA lottery pick and you see the talent of because NBA teams they're obsessed with six foot seven wings who can defend and shoot or get to the rim at least, and, and he's got most of those skills right now. So it's putting it all together and making it a, you know a forty minute effort type thing for him. But he's very very close to kind of I think taking that next leap, and it, Kentucky's going to get a good one here if they can lock that up. And I, what I will say,
1: watching him at, at all these different settings, we've now seen him at you know various, various EYBL stops. We've seen him at, at Pangos, MBPA Top 100 camp. We have seen him all across the country in every camp setting, high school setting, AAU setting. Uh, I mean, we've gotten a very large sample size with Justin Edwards games. And I will say uh, my favorite part about his game is that he does so many little things, team-first style of, of, of play, uh, especially as that wing defender Zach talked about. He is aggressive. He's attentive. He, uh, you know, jumps the passing lanes and, and dives for loose balls. Really, uh, just thrives on that end of the floor. He's a, he's just a joy to watch on defense. He loves it. He takes pride in it. That's something that he has always done. And, and as Zach said, uh, you know, even when he's inefficient shooting, if his shot's not falling, you know, he's going to make up for it on the defensive end. That's something that he has always taken pride in, and uh, something that's definitely going to translate to the next level. So. At worst, you have an elite uh, perimeter defender on the wing, and that's something that Kentucky, uh, you know, has missed out on times uh, at, at times throughout John Calipari's career. You know that I, I remember that stretch from uh, Zach. 2013 to 2016, where it just felt, why can Kentucky not land that six foot seven athletic wing, the Jalen Browns of the world? You know those those type of talents. Why can does Kentucky continue to strike out on on those type of pieces? Well, that's exactly who Justin Edwards is. So if they're able to close out on this, uh, I love just the the little things he does. He likes. I I like, like the way he grabs rebounds and just goes he initiates the offense he sets up well for his teammates he has great court vision he just does a lot of 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 things you know little things very well Needs to bulk up, as Zach said. You know, I, I mean, you, that was really on full display last night uh, in his game, where he's really inefficient, mm-hmm. driving to the to the rim, and you know, they kind of clogged on him and, and collapsed on him, and and he couldn't finish through contact because he just didn't have the uh, the bulk to do that. And that's something or that the
2: teammates around him right. to make the
1: plays. Yeah, so he, he'll need to you know, when, it, should he get to Kentucky, he'll need to hit that strength and conditioning program hard and and really uh, work to pack on muscle. But he just does a lot of things very very well. Uh, very team oriented, something that really shifted in this recruitment. Part of the reason why Kentucky was able to, you know, kind of secure this momentum late is because this is a guy that, the, you know, the entirety of his. High school career, you know, during the the peak of his recruitment, Tennessee has been going all in saying you're going to be our foundational piece. You're going to be the superstar. You're going to get as many shots and as many touches as you want. Uh, You're the only wing that we're recruiting at your position. You know, you're going to be our guy. We want you to be the guy at Tennessee. And of course, that sounds fantastic on the surface. But as he's playing more with Team Final, as he's seeing that, you know, I might be better as a Robin than as a Batman, and I can show off my talent better alongside other elite talent where, you know, he doesn't have to drive to the basket by himself with reckless abandonment and, you know, get... His shot blocked by two or three guys because they know that there's no threat on the outside as, a you know, shooting threats or, you know, other guys driving the basket, you know, as, as you know, quick little dump offs, all of those things he he would clearly look better around other elite talent and kind of maximize his uh, abilities and that's something that i you know on kentucky's end they have done a tremendous job of kind of holding 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 the fort and making sure that he knew okay look you are better as a as a complementary piece with other elite talent i know you're going to look better this is going to be better for your long term nba nba future this is how you become a pro by playing with other pros here at kentucky the, go Go to a place that's going to be like the NBA, not go to a place where it's like, uh, you know, what you're seeing with team final right now is you're the only superstar on that team. And I think as these games have worn on, we saw him at the end of that last game. They were down by double digits. He was worn out. He was exhausted. He was beat up. Those things weigh heavily on a kid. And I think that's something that is going to be ultimately what it takes to to
2: push Kentucky over the edge. Yeah, what you were saying with the team oriented, like that—that that is kind of how I feel his – that's how his mindset is uh, right now. Like the biggest quote I think that he gave me from our brief little interview, uh, it might've seemed not too big on the surface, but he said that he wanted to go to a place or he he's going to a place like he he has a decision made. He's going to a place that won't change his personality. And I think that was a big indicator of why Kentucky's in the lead, because I don't think his personality is the go-to guy. I want to be the man because he is not necessarily a quiet kid. Uh, but he's not a trash talker on the court. He won't argue with the refs or coaches or players. He's very much, you know, he'll he'll jaw a little bit if he thinks, you know, a call is bad, but he's not a guy that's, you know, he wants, he, he doesn't necessarily want to be the center of attention. And I I credit him if it was him that, you know, realized that, or if it was Kentucky that kind of helped convince him of that. Uh, but either way, you know, props to him for kind of realizing that if he were to pick Kentucky, you know, that's, that's a, probably a better route for him just because it's clear that, yeah, if he's, the guy, he's probably going to get better numbers, but his percentages will be worse. Um, you know, Kentucky still has pedigree of putting guys in the NBA, even if sometimes they're slipping in the draft recently. Uh, but wings are different, you know, if, if, if Justin Edwards comes in as a productive wing at UK, you know he's probably a, a first-round pick. Uh, so I think he's probably realized that. And uh, if, if Kentucky's the, the place he ends up choosing, I think a lot of it is going to be based on the fact that he doesn't have to come here and be the guy, because I don't think he necessarily wants to be the guy. He wants to be a guy, like you are saying, who fits in with the team and uh, can play alongside really good players. And, and that's how he's going to heighten his abilities, and you're going to see him be a much more efficient player at the next level than he is right now
1: knocked out some of the 2023s and we'll uh, obviously have more where this comes from the, to close out the week at Peach Jam. I, I'm hoping to get uh, a podcast out it'll, hopefully every day, but if not every other day to just kind of talk about the update, even if it's a 10-15 minute show to uh, just talk about who you know played well that day or any re- new recruiting developments uh, any scuttlebutt that was going on um, you know, in the gyms that you know, talking to different you know national people, local people, uh, you know, insiders of, of all various forms and fashions. Um, you know, we'll we'll definitely do that, but uh, let's kind of. Hit the you know round third and start heading to home uh, with our, the 2024 kids. We'll not you know do super in depth breakdowns uh, of each individual kid. We'll we have plenty of time to talk about all of that. But uh, we saw a trio of them, trio of them that actually just recently got Kentucky offers. Uh, Trey Johnson being the oldest offer, getting it on that first day of the direct contact period for rising juniors in that class of 2024 uh, back on June 15th. But since then, uh, this past week alone tahad pettiford and boogie flan both got scholarship offers from kentucky uh zach just what did you think of the uh performances of the the trio 2024 kids that uh currently hold kentucky offers we did not get the chance yet uh to see carter knox we will see him today uh, and talk about him on that next show because he also has holds a kentucky offer as well but
2: uh, let's start with the
1: three that uh, we saw yesterday that uh, that currently hold kentucky offers
2: well, I'll just kind of go in order here. We'll start with Trey Johnson. Uh, this is actually my first time watching all three of these kids in person. Uh, I was able to watch Boogie Flan play, you know, from my YouTube account uh, while he was at Team USA uh, in Spain. Uh, but in person is just—it's always a different feel that way. Uh, That's—I uh, don't like to talk about kids until I watch them in person like that. Uh, but Trey Johnson definitely impressed me. Um, he is a bona fide. Shooter, he can shoot from anywhere. Uh, he he had a couple shots. He had one where it was like a fadeaway turnaround. This was against uh New Jersey Scholars yesterday too, against DJ and Aaron and mckenzie and Baco and uh, Trey Johnson looked like he's, he was up to the task, even though he was playing up a year. Uh, he was hitting just some crazy shots. Um, He's a guy that he's a full six foot five. He might even be six foot six. Uh, He's got great size for a two guard uh, at at either at the college and the NBA level. He's exactly what you want. Uh, He's he's a guy that will have to bulk up a little bit so he can get to the rim a little bit easier. But there's no denying his shot making ability. And he was putting up some big numbers. I think he had 20 points. He finished with against a really, really talented uh, big three there uh, in the new jersey scholars uh they ended up losing i think by uh, new jersey Scho- they started running away with it i think around uh, the beginning of the fourth quarter end of the third uh just because they're those three when they're on i think they those three combined for 54 i think of the 73 points that the scholars had so when those three are playing well there the scholars are hard to beat uh but trey johnson definitely looked the part of a five star top two or three kid in the country for the 24 class whatever you want to think um You want to talk about Trey before we go on to the next guy?
1: Yeah, Trey, uh, unbelievable three-level, Well, I guess not three-level shot maker. I would like to see him attack the basket a little bit better, but uh, his mid-range jumper is pure. His three-point jumper is silky smooth. As you said, the the difficulty, uh, the level of difficulty on some of the threes that he was making yesterday was just absurd. With a hand in his face, with DJ guarding him up, you know, face guarding him on the perimeter, two, three feet behind the three-point line. He was knocking down shots. I love the way that he was demanding the ball. Uh, he, you know, he he's has a couple other talented players on his team uh, and he was, you know, looking at him and saying, give me the ball. I, you know, I'm hot. Feed the hot hand. I got this. And I, I love that. He was, you know, not afraid to let it go, playing, as you said, playing up a year as a 24. Uh, you know, he's playing with the 17s and looking every bit as one of the best guards in all high school, all of high school basketball, especially as just a pure shooter uh, and as a pure pure scorer. Uh, needs to bulk up he's very very thin does have some trouble attacking the basket and finishing through contact but the touch is there uh that's, so that's definitely something he's going to need to continue to to work on and build but uh goodness gracious for how young he is and how much more time he has to grow uh, i mean we're talking by the end of the you know by, by he's the time he's done growing he very well could be at you know six 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 seven type of shooting guard you know just I like, you know, what if he continues to grow with his length, what he can be on the defensive end as well as he continues to add muscle. Uh, it, he is clearly a top three talent in that class of 2024 pushing top two maybe even number one with ian jackson i think those two are my my clear favorites in that class uh just a really really impressive duo between those two uh with ian jackson and trey johnson fighting neck and neck one a one b for that top spot in that class and then fortunately kentucky is in a very good spot for both of them so i, I definitely like that uh tahad pettiford is a guy that uh we talked to afterward and he compared him so he's you know got the offer said it was Kentucky was one of his favorite schools growing up said he models his game after De'Aaron Fox John Calipari used that as his recruiting pitch saying that we he reminds me uh, of De'Aaron Fox Uh, never mind the fact that De'Aaron Fox is 6'5 and he's you know barely barely six foot so uh, it might be stretching the truth there just a little bit Cal just in terms of Physically, they're just not very similar players. But in terms of the quick, athletic guard, that's kind of the just very surface level comparison between Taj Pettiford and, and Darren Fox. But it is worth noting, Zach, that that is one of his a player that he modeled his game after growing up, and that's something that Cal saw in, in him as well. So
2: clearly, uh, Kentucky is very high on on this player as well. Yeah, I think Darren Fox is a good player for him to model this game after, even if he's not nearly as big or as fast. He's definitely. Pettiford is very, very quick. He's definitely quick on his feet. He's a shifty guard. Uh, the game that we got to watch, uh, yesterday, um, he plays for a new Heights lightning team that is honestly, it's kind of loaded with guys and Pettiford. He's playing up a year as well. Uh, he shares the backcourt with Elliot Cadu, who's another 24, five star, uh, the Kentucky kind of has some eyes on. Um, I would think Pettiford is probably higher up in the pecking order just because Cadeau has not publicly announced an offer or anything like that. Um, but I, I, You know, we didn't see a a stellar game from Pettiford, uh, but I know that his first two games, he played much, much better. Um, And I think that the New Heights Lightning, I think they go... 15 12 players deep with their roster and that on that uh 17 youth uh, squad so it's kind of a share the love type thing uh, with them they've got a lot of really good talent but you can see why Kentucky likes Pettiford uh because even though he's six feet he knows how to get to the rim uh he's he's got a decent amount of play playmaking into him uh he's definitely a guy I'm gonna need to watch again before I can really you know maybe a couple times before I can form any real solid opinions on him. But I do like that he thinks that he should try and, you know, model himself after Darren Fox a little bit. That's definitely a, a, a trait or a, a skill set that I think he can grow himself into. Uh, but moving on to Mr. John Well Boogie Fland. Uh, we wrote, I wrote about him yesterday when we got to talk to him. Jack did not watch him. Uh, but I got the chance to watch him. That was also my first time with him. Uh, like I said, I watched him a couple times when he was with team USA, he was a do it all type Swiss army knife who was putting up just absurdly weird stats. I think one game he had uh, six assists and six steals. Another game he had like eight steals and, uh, nine uh, assists or 10 rebounds. So he had some crazy numbers in team USA. Um, And he's kind of put up similar, you know, he kind of stuffs the stat sheet as well with his AAU team. He was playing with the 16 U's, so he was playing at his age level with the PSA Cardinals uh, alongside a couple of other really good recruits. And Yves Missy, I think is how you say his name, he's a top 10, 24 kid that uh, we actually talked to him as well. and He said that Kentucky has not really reached out to him since that contact period on June 15th, so that's a quick update on him for that. And uh, another he's playing alongside another really good point guard and Danny Carbuccia, I think is how you say his name. He's either twenty-four or twenty-five point guard. So they've got some talent on that team. Uh, but Boogie is definitely one of he's probably the best player on that team. Uh, maybe him and Missy. Uh, he's a guy that he like I said, he can kind of do it all. He's really he's he emphasizes rebounding. That's something that he takes pride in. He can play defense, he's uh, knows how to play passing lanes, um, can get to the rim. His offense is it's kind of average from what I've I've seen so far. I think there's room for him to grow, um, but he's he's had the issue of going with structured basketball with Team USA to freestyling with uh, AAU. So that's definitely a big uh, tra- transition, just in you know a week or so. So I'm sure that's uh, maybe something that he's been uh, trying to navigate through as well. But I did I, I like what I see. You can see why Kentucky likes a six foot three. He's built already. He's got great size. He's not a guy that would have to come in and you know dedicate his time in the weight room um so i like why or i understand why kentucky likes him and i you know if you want to believe chin coleman's remarks of not all seven offers are offers i would say that boogie fland honestly i would say all three of these guys flan pettiford and johnson are guys that have legitimate offers um and they're they can come to kentucky whenever they want type thing um, so overall i was I'm, I'm impressed with all three of them uh, trey johnson the most i need to see more from pettiford. Uh, fland i think is just gonna have to continue to get just to continue to grow his offensive game and if he can kind of stay on the track that he is he'll be perfectly fine Wrapping up here, I wanted to
1: tell a, a quick story. Uh, we saw, got a quick little meetup and uh, reconnection with none other than Ty Ty Washington. He was there watching, yes, his younger a- uh, his, his his younger uncle uh, playing for Team Why Not. It was a great uh, little meetup. He uh, obviously just drafted by the Houston Rockets. Um, just wrapped up his time at Summer League in Las Vegas, and, and you know, put put forth very impressive performances all around. Got to show, uh, you know, kind of who he is again and, and show his real identity uh, after you know, kind of ending this past season, you know, 80 percent uh, to close out the year. So you know, we got to catch up with him. He gave us an injury update. Said, man, I feel good. I feel fresh. It felt good to get out in Las Vegas and kind of prove who I am uh, again as a player after kind of leaving a bad taste in my mouth at at Kentucky, you know, said... I love Kentucky we had a special team that was nothing but complimentary of the program and and you said he still catches up every day with with his former Kentucky teammates but I uh, said you know it's just, it's just been good to kind of turn the page and become a pro and prove that he's not you know st. Peter's tie tie he's not uh, you know Auburn or game two of Tennessee tie tie he is you know what what we're seeing with the Houston Rockets knocking down shots uh, you know defending well you know being a better on ball uh, playmaker and decision maker and and those sorts of things so uh, it was just good good catching up with good old Ty Ty what did you think of the
2: conversation Zach I was I think all three of us smiled the whole time Uh, Ty Ty included he uh, we we were watching uh, that team why not game I forget exactly who they were playing but it was a great game to the very end actually they were playing team Durant because we were watching uh, KJ Evans uh, and we were watching True as well. Russell Westbrook was actually coaching from the sidelines. Uh, I was joking with Jack that he's probably not the guy you want to be listening to when he's <laughs> trying to, you know, draw plays and whatnot, if, unless you're trying to take a, a 16-footer with, you know, 20 seconds on the shot clock. But um, afterwards, we just happened to see Ty. and we're like, well, hey, Ty, what's up? He came up. He he dapped us both up. Like, you know, he I'm sure he recognized us. Uh, or at least, you know, he he's probably seen your face more than mine. But uh, it was cool to see him. You know, he lit up. He was like, oh, we're talking about Kentucky. Let's do it. So we talked to him for about five, six minutes. And the whole time we were just smiling, laughing, talking, you know, talking it up about Kentucky, Houston, uh, the summer league. He's he's just a genuinely great kid, I think. And uh, he's – I'm going to always hold him in regard at UK as kind of how people hold Oscar right now, uh, just in, you know, their their love for – not necessarily Kentucky itself, but just – their love of i guess to be corny life and you know being uh yeah. being a really fun you, you know guy that people love to be around and uh it was really cool just to meet up with him for a minute and get to talk with him and he's just a genuine down-to-earth kid and he's a guy that i wish nothing but the best in the future and i'll be cheering for it for a long time
1: yeah hey he was awesome very complimentary of the uk program said uh you know he had high hopes for this year he said mm-hmm. uh I hope they go way, way, way farther than we did in the NCAA tournament. He he joked and he said they wouldn't be very hard to do. You know, just kind of the self-deprecating humor. It was it was funny. Uh, You know, kind of took it on the chin, owned it, and was like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We were still a. uh, He he kept saying over and over again that was a special team. That was a special team. Nobody was beating us. That the way we played against Tennessee, we were the best team in the country. That was absolutely clear. Nobody was beating us in the country on that day. We could have won a title. It hurt to see two teams that uh, we absolutely destroyed earlier in the year competing for a national championship and he said that that was something that was going to haunt him for a very long time but said you know what it is what it is i had a great time at kentucky we had a special season all things considered uh but he did admit that he is looking forward to uh um leaving a better this next team leaving a better taste in uh bbn's mouths than uh the, the way this past year ended yeah I don't have anything else to add, honestly. I just, I love Ty-Ty. <laughs> lo- love ty tie- Oh, oh, and I will add, he called himself the Gritty God. He, he said, he said, uh, mark my words, uh, the Gritty God will be returning to Lexington very soon. He said, whenever our team plays Cleveland or so- another team in the uh, in the area, I'm going to get down there. I'm going to show BBN once again why I'm the Gritty God. So, uh, be prepared for a return of Ty-Ty this coming year. He's excited to uh, meet back up with BBN and, and all the fan base and uh um, kind of show why he, why he loved this program so much, even though the, the season ended the way, uh, it did is it a great conversation. Glad we got to catch back up with Ty Ty, Zach. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Glad we got to ch- check back in from peach jam. We have more, uh, where it's coming from here, but until then,
2: Zach, uh, tell fans where they can find your work. Well, as always, they can find me on Twitter uh, at zgaganksr. ksr. Gagan is spelled g e o g h e g a n, the triple G, as Jack knows. I'm also on Kentucky Sports Radio, the uh, terrific website uh, under the On Three umbrella. Shout out to our folks at On Three for allowing me and Jack to do these type of trip, trips. So, absolutely, you can find me on, me on Twitter uh,
1: as well at Jack Pilgrim ksr. Reach out to me via email. Uh, Jay Pilgrim at Kentucky Sports Radio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for another jam packed source to say podcast. We will see you then. Madness
0: is here.
1: Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step two five three three four two. 42 in Arizona, 1-8- 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com